So, uh, all right. Oh, I didn't offer you. If you That's fine. I some don't. coffee. Yeah. So you look all professional. No <laughs> yeah, you look all professional when you rocked up. I was like, oh man, it's like we're going to speak to one of the top executives. <laughs> I always, I always come prepared. Oh, no, that's good. But I was like, oh my goodness. Now I'm like, <laughs> it's like I'm speaking to a CEO. <laughs> but it is. I'm, I am honoured. I am privileged to be chatting to Marion Peak this morning. Um, I'm so grateful that you've taken time to come and have a chat about your story. It is extremely inspiring. You were actually, when the platform started, you were one of the first people, uh, person, or you and your husband, to have. A, I wanted to have a conversation with because I think the impact that um, that you that you are having and the life that you are living is just is so inspiring in terms of helping others. The the bigger picture of the community. And as I mentioned as well, the reason why I wanted to have this discussion is because in today's time, it's more real, not only in your area and in your surrounding communities, but in the bigger picture in different areas in South Africa, yeah. in different countries. And I think it's a common it's a common struggle that I think a lot of people and a lot of organizations um, go through as well. And then discuss the stories and then just try and see where we can all become part of the community and be part of the solution if i had to yeah. call it that so i'll start off the conversation by saying well who is marion peak okay so i am 36 years old i'm married 15 years um we met at a very young age so at the age of 21 i knew it was my soulmate we straight away yes <laughs> was it his dance moves no it's his eyes <laughs> When you know, you know, if it's, especially if it's God-ordained. Mm. And uh, we, we obviously um, had a, quite a, a bit of a journey in our marriage. Um, I actually didn't know I was marrying a drug addict. And um, just being through that journey of coming home every single day, not knowing if your bank card is there, if your microwave is still there, um, you've got to have so much faith, so mm. much faith. Um, I got two biological daughters. Um, that in itself is another story. And um, I've got 25 um, foster kids and kids in safety. And um, yeah, that's me more or less in a nutshell. 25 kids. Yes, 27. 20, <laughs> 27. I find a handful just having two. Where my wife and I actually on the conversation, should we have a three? But I think to get to 27. <laughs> Lots of patience. That's it teaches a lot of, you. The, so where did we obviously will chat about um, helping those in need. But has compassion always been something that's been embedded in your DNA from an, from an early age? So growing up, I grew up in a, a colored community, which is very less fortunate. Um, my mom and dad didn't have much, so I, I come from that sort of um, storyline. And um, we used to live off the community and the church, and my dad used to work at a factory where they used to do material. And all the offcuts he would bring home and we would sew ourselves some awesome designs. We thought it was absolutely fun and this was just provision for my, for my parents. And um, my mom used to, the excess food, would cook um, two pots of soup every single day. And we would go out in our little Skoro Skoro car and um, we would sit at the back of the, of, the, of the seat and we would literally see my mom dishing up the soup to every single child. And um, that's so imprinted in me, you know, being just the hands and feet for Jesus. Mm. Um, me, nine years old, sitting in the back seat of my car, watching my mom serve. That, that for me, I wanted to be so much. Mm. And that is what I became. Yeah, it is. So it's something that you saw at an early age that you find yeah. there's a passion aspect that ignites in, in, the, in your inner soul that says, I like 
to I like what my mom's doing as well yeah. is that also kind of like what you model your way forward is to say also you know I, I lead by what I do to show others as well most definitely um, as I've mentioned I've got 27 kids so we have a further eight feeding schemes so as family time we go out as a family and we sing and dance to the community we feed them we just bring joy laughter that is something that communities lacked lack a lot as as well as South Africa um, everybody is so keen on feeding keen, keen on doing community work but where's the joy in it where's the passion in it yeah and um, yeah it's 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 very hard to come from a situation where you are so used to not having anything um, a lot of people say to us um, we live so plain but it's mm. okay mm. because god always provides yeah man that is like oh man i'm getting the goosebumps in we're not even five minutes in today <laughs> so when your husband um or now husband but um, matthew and you decided to embark on this journey where did it all start i know you you've got that organization helping those in need yep. where did that seed get planted where did you think that now I actually want to take this, not only what we feel in, within the family, but now I actually want to take it out and have a bigger impact. Where did that initially start? So after having my second daughter, um, after struggling for six years to have our first, we were blessed with our second and uh, we only found out at five months that we were going to have another little girl. And um, being on maternity leave, I, I, I thought to myself, you know, I'm working in a law firm and I'm earning good money and yeah, I am not doing anything with my life. It's so purposeless. And uh, sitting at home and um, I said to Matthew, you know what, let's, let's find a children's home for Christmas and let us bring some joy to, to some kids. Mm. And um, we took to Facebook and we asked for donations, for gifts, for sweets, um, meat packs, whatever we could find just to, to bless the children's home. And with Putting it out on social media, I received a lot of inboxes from a lot of mums asking if I had an extra pair of uh, school shoes, if I had an extra food parcel, if I just had an extra little gift that I could give to them just so they can put it underneath the tree or next to the child's bed because they just weren't going to have that for Christmas at all. And that, it sort of saddened my heart so much knowing that yeah, I am having a Christmas tree and I'm having four to five gifts per child just in my home and mm. yeah I'm going to a children's home but what about the community mm. that is where my passion ignited and um, it sort of snowballed into a, a Facebook page mm. so we thought what you don't need anymore someone else would need mm. um, and that is where the name helping those in need then obviously burst mm. and um, yeah that's how we started and when we actually start <coughs> going, diving into it helping those in need I think you've seen a side, more of the, the struggle of the communities than I would say most people in society see. What is it? How real is it? How, how bad is the actual struggle? It's extremely bad. Um, like I said, we have the eight feeding schemes. So at the feeding schemes, when you see a child coming with a bowl, it is not just a bowl. They literally find anything just to put that meal in because that is their only meal. Um, we have kids coming with a bottle cut in half just to find a meal um, the last feeding scheme that we did um, It's in a community called Feinbos and um, We were running out of, of of soup to give out it was it was quite a bit of a nice stew that I prepared and um, The child was so desperate so desperate He did this, you know 
to, to have a child do that for the food mm. in his hands so he can start eating. That for me shows it's so needed. It's so needed. The 50 cents that you are throwing in your car or your, um, you know, when, when someone gives you change and you're like, oh, keep the changes, 10, 10 cents or 50 cents, that makes a difference. Mm. It so makes a difference. Um, yeah, that just, it, it's real. It's very, very real. Yeah, I think the struggle out there is, uh, in terms of the work that you do, you get to see that. If I had to say it, the, the, the ugly side of what really goes on, no one really wants to see people starving and especially kids so yeah. i know a big element of the work you do is focusing on kids and that and yeah. for me it's like well, uh, there's something about w dealing with kids that's extremely also pulls at the heartstrings but has that has that been the focus for you because you you want to help them at that age have a place of i know you, you talk about a place of safety has it been to create that space for them and then to also to help them develop at an early age because i mean i'm trying to wrap my head around 27 kids you know in a, in a in a household but primarily why has it been focusing on on children because of that nine-year-old little marion <laughs> um growing up i i didn't have much uh, my parents tried their utmost best to give us um, whatever they could and everything that they could and um, as a child uh, lacking so much you you feel so insecure you feel so less fortunate and that mm. and that word alone um I, I don't like using that word less fortunate um i don't want another child to ever feel what i felt you know when you when you have a service day at school that is the day where you you show off mm. and everybody comes dressed up in their finest clothing and you just rock up mm. in your normal house clothing simply because you do not have a nike t-shirt you do not mm. have a nike jackie you know in that moment you feel you feel so less as a child i never ever want another child to ever experience that so the aim of the organization is to empower kids um, not cause them anxiety depression um, there's a lot of child suicide there's a lot of bullying um, bullying comes from from kids that is that is um that's less fortunate you know um all of that it starts with the child and when you when you impart in a child at a young age they become a successful adult you know the adults that we have in society at the moment is very broken mm. and that comes from a young age so if I can just impart in one child or 27 um, that's that's a job well done for me um, they're going to grow up to be loving adults they're going to know what the word family means they're going to know what the word stability means mm. um, the house that we have is is not just children it is a house for abused abandoned and rape victim kids mm. so the children that we have in our home 70% um, of them is rape victims and um, it's, it's not just strangers that has done that it is it's it's, it's close it's mm. it's fathers it's uncles it's it's very very sensitive and you know as a woman when you when you get touched already you 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 lose psychological balance mm. how much more for a child mm. so yeah my mission is to to give as much love and comfort and stability and yeah, just be there you were mentioning there now that the one thing you can give the, the kids within your organizations or with your in your home 
is that you know the principal aspect of it yeah. that in that intangible strength because one of the things i wanted to figure out is it must cost quite a bit to f have 27 kids you know and not only the food the transport and all of these things that's one element of it which is probably probably one of the biggest struggles and one of the biggest uh, pressure thing yeah. or items but it's almost that the pressure is going to be there but there's so much more to life as well most definitely um, as a working parent it doesn't differ so being a working parent or being a stay-at-home um, having 27 kids the the pressure of of provision will never outpass the amount of kids um, we we live by faith mm. um, every single day is a new day it is a new a new season if I can say that um, we live off the generosity of people that is how we live um, we don't have any funding we don't have big businesses we we both stepped out of our job uh, six years ago and this is what we do full-time and yeah we we just we live by faith because mm. that that again to give that life of financial stability knowing that we are going from you know having a choice having stability into the wild yeah. west where we don't know i mean that must have been quite a scary jump as well i know you do you live by faith and um but it's always in the back of your mind thinking once i once i start there's no turning back you can't phone your boss three months down the line and say oh by the way <laughs> that my position's still open that um when you officially made that leap were you at peace with it um at first no <laughs> <laughs> i wrestled with my husband um it's, it's it's okay for for one person to step out in faith um, it's a bit much for two. <laughs> Joining you on the springboard, eh? <laughs> yeah. So um, about four years ago, um, I had already been running the organization for four years and my husband was still in, in, in his job, in his corporate um, profession. And um, God just spoke to him that it was his season to also step out. Mm. And that was a scary season. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember he, uh, saying to him, did you hear right? You know, it, it can't be, not now. <laughs> you know, we'd be not there yet. Yeah, it's my turn to jump. Why are you joining yes. me? <laughs> um, and our daughter was still, was, our daughter has just turned uh, two years old. And um, I, we, 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 we wrestled about it and um, he stepped out of his job. And, you know, a month later, I was diagnosed with cancer. Mm. And it was uh, as if God prepared us. You know, in the month leading up to, to going for my diagnosis and everything else, I had the opportunity to teach him, you know, all the ropes um, he had to learn very fast. Mm. <laughs> because if I could just alleviate myself of some responsibilities. And um, so he caught up and just within that month, um, I went to hospital and I, I got my diagnosis. And the diagnosis was actually so bad that I had two weeks and within two weeks, I no longer had breasts. Um, another oh, wow. two weeks and I was on Red Devil chemo and that just, it, it hits you so hard. And um, yeah, God, God looks after you. Mm. Although you, sometimes it almost feels like it, it, what have I done to deserve that? It's a, it's a yeah. general question that, that, I'd always, that I always uh, poise forward to someone yeah. when it, like when it rains, it pours, you know, both yeah, leaving no, the job. And, and it then doesn't just come once, it comes three times. No, exactly. You think you've just had enough and, and it, yeah, it's just snowballs. But um, it's, 
Yeah, I shared yesterday, um, I was a guest speaker, several events yesterday, I was all over the show. And um, one thing that I highlighted, you know, when, when you're faced with um, a situation like that, you can either choose to be angry in that moment or, or choose to find the, the lesson in it. Mm. You know, um, I was diagnosed at the age of 33 and um, Jesus was 33 when he, when he took up the cross. And I always say to people, you know, this was my cross. Um, I'm not angry and uh, I find cancer a blessing in my life. Um, at least I know that I'm possibly maybe going to pass away. Some people don't have that opportunity to actually make right with God. Mm. Um, I do. And I also have the opportunity to actually make a difference and leave a, a legacy and a footprint on, on earth. Mm. Um, for me, it's been a blessing because it's opened a lot of doors. I have been able to to speak more about Jesus. Um, mm. I've been able to be an inspiration just to others. Um, I have... I think I am a living testimony of God's grace because I could have not been here, mm. but yeah, I am still standing and um, it doesn't even look like I have cancer or if I'm on chemo. And you know, that's just the glory of Jesus. Apart from, apart from the faith that, um, that's testament and rooted, what are the other elements that sort of lift you up um, when you go through some tough times? Because surely, um, the work you do, the people you see, you can't fix. I know you you want to you, you want to fix everyone, but unfortunately, you can't. Yeah. And at the same time, we're dealing with kids. We're dealing with rape victims. Yeah. There's a lot of personal investment emotionally that, to some point, must also be quite draining. It is. So when you're going through that, because I'm sure sometimes you felt flat, you felt, is it worth it? You know, it's just like it, it doesn't stop. Where's the me time? Where's the art time? It's a lot of sacrifice. But when it does get tough, what are the, what do you draw back on to lift you back up? Yeah, so family is very important to us. We have a lot of quiet time as a family. Um, that is where we draw our, our strength the most. Um, also seeing our kids succeed. So um, we have a nine-year-old, um, she's a rape victim, and uh, she attends a, a school in the rural area. And uh, when she came in, um, she wasn't doing so good academically, and uh, she's, she's achieving quite well now. But there's one subject where she gets a one in it, mm. and the rest of the subjects she gets a six. So we, we couldn't figure out how, how do you get sixes in all your subjects and just one in one subject. And uh, we went to the school and we, we met with all the teachers and we found out that all the teachers were females, mm. except that one. So the one subject where she was getting one in was actually a male. Mm. And- um, Oh, wow. Yes, so for, for us, it was, it was a learning curve it was quite a shock to see that uh, she couldn't she just could not break that barrier um, of a male teacher and um, in our house having having Matthew as the dad and he's such a good dad um, you know just showing that girl um, our daughter that not all men are bad mm -hmm. you know it's it's changed her whole life and um, she's 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 doing much better now at school, and uh, we've obviously explained it to the to the teacher. You know, when you see impact like that, it mm. makes it worth it. Um, that is where I draw my strength from. There is where I draw my motivation. You know, as flat as I can be, um, 
I go out and I do something crazy. That's that's what I always say. Um, I take on a challenge and um, I put my faith on it. And that's basically where, where we draw our, our strength the most from. Um, we're also not idle people. We we make we make a way all the time. Mm. Um, we have a charity shop that is where we generate um, a lot of income, um, especially for the feeding schemes. So your junk is our treasure, and mm. we will sell it. <laughs> that is the business that we've started. Also, um, I've lost forty-two kgs in one year. Oh, well done, health-wise. Wow. And, um, so I empower a lot of women and um, I provide healthy nutritional meals. Mm. So that is also another source of income where we generate from. And um, I do several other things that, um, that we generate our income. And I know God will always provide. So yes, it is a stress. Yes, it is a, a situation where you've got to count your pennies every single month because more and more kids come in and, and the need always, it always inflates, you know, mm. the, the need will never, never not be there. Um, but yeah, um, we just got total faith, if I can say that. I know you said in a, in a natural point, in another faith point. Um, for us, there is no such thing as a natural point. Um, everything is faith-based for us. Mm. We we trust wholeheartedly in uh, Jesus Christ, um, and that is that. That's just provision for us. Interesting fact: you were telling me as well earlier that you had lost thirty kgs. Forty-two. Uh, wow, wow, <laughs> that's hectic. Um, was that w- when did that process start? Uh, you, you losing weight? I know that you mentioned earlier as well. It was also that that, that state of mind that you were in yeah. wasn't a a good one or one that was healthy as well. And you got to a point where you also presumably said something needs to change. Mm-hmm. So when did that step s- start for you to say I, I need to I need to actually look and 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 change? Yeah. So for. Um the four years that I've, I've had the cancer to uh, being into it, you go on to hormonal treatment. So I've got triple positive receptor breast cancer, not just normal breast cancer. I'm the lucky one. Oh, wow. <laughs> so um, cancer actually grows in all my hormonal um, features. So wow. as a female, you have um, estrogen, prostogen and testosterone. So cancer grows in all three for me. I'm the lucky one. So cancer just keeps growing and growing. So there is no cure for that. Um, that You can't remove hormones from a female. We are Mm. very hormonal. Mm. Um, (laughs) So with that, I had to go on a chemo, on a cancer suppressant, which is called uh, tamoxifen. It's it's an oral chemo. And uh, that just makes you want to eat. (laughs) Mm. You become an emotional person because as much as you want to have your hormones displayed as a normal woman, mm. um, you you having this medication suppress, suppressing your hormones. So you don't know if you're hot, if you're cold, if you're moody, if you're loving. Mm. Um, yeah, you should have my husband yeah, on. Yeah, that's what that's why. <laughs> that's what I was gonna I was gonna ask you who who would be the judge of that one. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's it's yeah. So it's very it's very. Uh, demotivating to to be in that position because um, you you sort of pick up depression you have anxiety um, it's it's a whole lot of emotions mm. permanently whole day mm. um, I take the tablet every single night about eight o'clock so I try and sleep it off as much as possible but I still mm. wake up grumpy mm. some mornings good mm. <laughs> some mornings not <laughs> but um, yeah so you sort of you sort of don't focus on yourself anymore. You focus on trying to keep your balance, trying to keep your family, keep, trying to keep the workload. Um, so you sort of forget yourself and 
In that process, I gained so much weight. I was weighing 108 kgs, twice the size I am now. And um, I attended a funeral. I still recall this day. Um, a friend of mine, Rosemary, her husband had passed away and uh, he was quite large. And um, he was struggling to breathe and he just fell off the couch and he passed away. And um, we were very close and she phoned my husband and myself just to come. Um, while he was still in that state and the ambulance was on his way just for, for us to come and pray mm. and uh, sitting there witnessing this um, episode I thought to myself you know yeah I am being given an opportunity to still live what am I doing with that um, yes I'm going through cancer yes I'm going through depression and anxiety and everything else but I have a choice you know we all have a choice to to turn a leaf and um, I remember the next day I, I thought to myself, I was sitting in bed and just thinking, you know, if I could just lose at least just 20, 30 kgs, it would make such a difference to my health. And in doing that, I can actually live longer for my kids. Mm. But also not only your physical health, but your mental health as Definitely well. Definitely mental health. health. Um, you know, being depressed, mm. it is, it's, it's such a low for, for someone that I actually felt as if why am I still alive? It is. You know, when you're in that moment or, or you're having your anxiety attacks, I remember my first anxiety attack. I was sitting at... Um, oh, don't get me started on panic attacks. <laughs> I didn't know I was having one. And uh, I was out with a friend. Um, we went and had uh, lunch and I felt my chest sort of just become like an out-of-body experience. And mm. I said to her, you know, I don't know what's, what's mm. going on. I feel like I'm in a faint. I, I'm feeling hot. I'm feeling cold. I'm feeling lightheaded. Can't breathe. Yes, I can't breathe. It's, it's not normal. What is going on? And mm. she said to me, you know, you're having a panic attack. I said, no, that is, I can't have a panic attack because, <laughs> you know, they say, they say panic attacks and depression is not from the Lord. Mm. And uh, we have this perception as Christians mm. that, um, you know, panic attacks, depression, anxiety, all this other stuff yeah. is, it's, it's not, it's not godly. Mm. And I was saying to myself, you know, I, I'm not having a panic attack. No, it's, it's my meds. And she was like, <laughs> you're having a panic attack. Yeah. And um, sitting in the car and just thinking, you know, I'm, I'm causing this by, by, by eating incorrect, by not having my mental state intact. Mm. And um, I need to change that. So I joined the gym and um, I started with lemon water, lots of lemon water. Mm. I'm just starting to, to alkaline my body, flush out all toxins and everything else. And I set a goal for myself. So I had this massive goal of 40 kgs. And I said, if I can lose 40 kgs in a year, I would enter Mr. South Africa. Um, a year passed and I lost 42 kgs Wow! at the end of the applications opening for Mrs. South Africa and I entered. Um, quite an awesome journey, lost some more weight, more uh, fitness, but um, the mental state that, it, that mm. I am in now, yeah. I wish I actually started long ago. Yeah. You know, you can, you can choose to sit in depression, you can choose to be um, having panic attacks, but what are you going to do about it? Yeah. And you know, you've got to step out. 100%. But it's also to me, uh, the mental health side of it is real in today's time. And sure. I think it's a, yeah. a lot of things that people don't want to talk about. It needs to be articulated. That's why yeah. when you said panic attacks, I said, don't get me started on panic attacks. I mean, I've had them almost. And just when you think, oh, okay, I'm over it. Then all of yeah. a sudden, triggers happen. Depression. Yeah. I mean, something that everyone goes through. Yeah. And 
to me it's about articulating it and chatting about it to normalize it you have to you have to you know when you're having the the panic attacks approach someone just to count down with you yeah um just having someone just hold your hand through that a panic attack for me is 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 so severe because you you can actually you can have a heart attack mm. and a lot of people minimize the fact that panic attacks is is it's not severe it is mm. it's, it's so severe yeah. we have that a lot in our how in our home um we have a lot of girls that come in traumatized and they have that was panic be, attacks yeah, that was yes. going to be my my next question is to yeah. say you're dealing in an environment you're trying to create a safe space yes for a trauma for traumatized individuals yeah. there must be an abundance of emotion of feelings and all of that stuff Overflow. i mean <laughs> and i mean for at, at such a young age to be traumatized and anxiety fear depression yeah. at such a young age i mean that's that that almost breeds the, the type of person going forward someone that's going to be low yes. self confidence is not going to have yes. faith in themselves and how do you when you when you approach this the first thing is it what is it reaffirming the, the individual that they are worth it most definitely um like i said previously um i consider my journey uh, my cancer journey a blessing because through that i've learned what is anxiety i've learned what it is to overcome depression mm. and facing um these challenges with the with the girls um it's been it's been liberating for both of us if i can say that because now i know how it feels mm. so for the first time they can actually open up about it they can yeah. relate about it so like you said it's 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 all about talking about it and that is that is the breaking point for for society mm. um we shouldn't be putting things in a corner and say no we can't discuss that um mm. you know speak mental health mm. it is so important because that is just um it's it snowballs as from a child up into an adult and that's what i said also earlier that um if we can curve it at a young age they're going to grow up to be empowered adults absolutely the reality of it is not every home is a safe space yeah and i mean Definitely you you not. must have seen some some broken individuals come in um and to deal with that type of trauma it's yeah it's it's, it's not pleasant but i mean the nice thing about it and i say nice thing is that you've gone through those tough times to make you a stronger woman yeah that you are able to relate to kids with fear and anxiety Um, that's why when people talk about anxiety I said well I'm the I'm living breathing thing of it you yeah. know and depression everyone's had their 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 bouts of their yeah and but people don't like to the word depression you know and they don't like to say well I'm depressed or thing but especially in today's time with what's happened over the last two years mm-hmm. I mean the world is a, is a, is is a tough place and you know people are trying to find some elements of foundation to validate themselves yeah. to feel part of something is what I'm trying to piece together is why why is this going on why is it such a big mental health thing why is it too traditional are we do we need to question tradition do we need to innovate do we need to create these forums do we need to articulate but it's almost like we're going through a journey now in today's time because i think traditionally when social media and that wasn't there yeah social media has probably made it even worse because it, it it's basically given this world of paranoia Yes. what I should be expectations of others v- validation from others yes why am I not think I'm not looking good because society is not telling me I should have this body I should be making millions I should be doing mm. but what about me you know yeah. that 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 journey to find self identification is something that I'm I'm so passionate about trying to help people you know accept who you are but it starts with self acceptance i mean that must be beautiful to see in the uh, young girls also 
that word traumatized blossom yeah. into something so beautiful yeah yesterday i shared uh for women's day you know we as individuals and more in particularly women we wear different masks you know when we step into a room um we feel either less or more or not too skinny not maybe too overweight or whatever the case may be and we put on this mask and that is something that you just touch now and um, social media has made it so much worse and it's it's i think it's a season especially after COVID, that we we actually just break all stereotypes mm. because that is that is freedom for depression it's freedom for anxiety um social pressure um yeah there should be more there should be more forums in a positive way and i also believe that people should become more open about it mm. you know um just just speak about it yeah i think yeah. to understand the compassion aspect of it that it's not just about me and actually there was saying in the world health organization defines the three states of mental health and one of the things the third one is how active you are in your community so yeah. to be mentally stable yes. how involved are you in you know engaging with your community how involved are you engaged it's powerful with it? it's it, powerful it, it, absolutely it's liberating and it's also at the yes. same time it's empowering to f- make someone you know as simple as saying thanks man yeah. thanks for your donation thanks for thing makes you feel you know someone's recognizing me yes so i did a shout out the other day about the importance of validation but i said you can't validate others when you when you can't when you can't yes. when you haven't validated yourself first yeah so coming to grips with who i am what i'm where i find strength and then i'm able to go out yeah your cup has to be full yeah. you can't outpour from a from an empty cup yeah so yeah you got to find stuff there to fill that cup and uh, for me definitely it's community work definitely the kids the kids overflow my cup you know mm. Just um, at <laughs> night when they come with their stories, <laughs> all sorts of <laughs> stories. And but, 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 sh- but, sh- but surely as well, trying to find peace in, how, in the house of 27 kids. Oh, there's order in my home. No, but, no, but I'm saying 20, there's 27 different opinions. There's 27 different moods. There's 20 different opinions. Yeah, and, and dance uh, styles. Uh, <laughs> Oh, and man. one doesn't eat this and one doesn't eat that and then that. there's one complaining about so you've just you've taken care of one <laughs> thinking and then, another right, then one another, comes. and then by the time you sorted that one out and then there's round two for that it's one it's such a joy in my house you know it's a slumber party that's what i always say to the kids you know put in your onesies at night let's watch tv and watch uh, popcorn it's it's, mm. it's a permanent slumber party for the kids and yeah, that's man. that's the environment that i want to give them you know just family and stability yeah i Point think there's a lot of freedom in that and it's uh, from people that have come from broken homes and broken environments yeah. to to have that i think it's truly amazing we were talking about the support aspect of it as well but i mean for you how important has your husband been in your journey as well they say behind every successful man there's a woman for me it's the uh, other way around <laughs> um even yesterday he drove around with me just putting up the projector doing the sound because i'm not so good in that um i don't think i would be where i am today without my husband's support um he's been a true pillar for me he is my comforter he is my spiritual guide you know when situations get tough or when i'm feeling low i can actually just confide him in and his response will always be you know babe let's just 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 pray about it mm. um and that that's so important and that is what we teach our girls you know marry someone where that person is your best friend mm. you know you can confide that person anything and everything and um yeah we're just showing them how 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 good it is to to have a a strong man 
Yeah, and, and we need more of that. Hundred percent. And you were actually mentioning earlier as well that he also came from a broken setup. Yes. You know, and if you actually had to look at it and objectively say, could someone turn out so as such an amazing man? You'd yeah. say based on his past. Definitely not. And you know, when we, we when we got married, we got married very young, as I said. Um, he didn't want kids because he did not want to be a reflection or a replica of what his what his dad mm. was. And that was so sad because now he's a dad to 27 kids and he's absolutely amazing. He's more crazy than <laughs> what I am. <laughs> no, I know. I just see him walk out the house with, with, with fishing rods and <laughs> he does all these crazy adventures with the kids. And it's so, it's so liberating to see him transform into, mm. into the dad that he is. And now he can't even envision himself not being a dad. Yeah. And um, I think it's just a leap of faith for everyone, you know. Doesn't matter where you come from or your circumstances, you have the power and the ability to change your your mindset, your outcome, um, your path. So um, let that just be an encouragement to anyone um, just listening to this podcast. You know, um, I myself come from a, a situation where, where there wasn't much on the table. You know, you, you are in control. You know, um, my mom always used to say, you know, when life knocks you down, when you're at the bottom, Use your knees. Yeah, man. Pray, absolutely. You know, and just rise, rise better. Mm. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think it's it's yeah, it's it's absolutely amazing, to you almost go through those tough times to come out a, a stronger person. Yeah, victorious. And you know that you realize that if it is your mindset comes in comes into play, is I can either I can either sink or I can swim. Yeah. But how am I gonna swim and come out a better person than I am now? I mean, you yeah. mentioned it then uh, where you were saying that, you know, you came from not having a father to being a father to 27. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's like, but it's, it's, so it's almost, awesome. it's also, he had to go through that, you know, of feeling what he wanted yes. to feel to go and express it in, in so many different, to so many different kids. I mean, the impact yeah. aspect of it is is, is, is truly remarkable. But the one thing I just want to chat to you about before we end off as well is how, people have the power to become part of the solution whether it be individually household or community and even organizations they have the power to become part of this community development what do you say or what is your for the person that wants to be what is the starting point to be be more actively involved in community development you know when we started the organization we didn't have money all I did was I, I took it to social media. It all depends on, on what you want to make a difference in the world for. Um, it definitely does, it does empower you, but it also liberates you in the sense of it makes you feel as if you're adding value to the world. You know, when you, when you feel that validation, as you said, it makes you as an individual a better person. So it is very important for people to actually just step out in faith as well, if I can say that. Mm -hmm. um, we started the organization with 100 Rand. We cooked a pot of spaghetti bolognese. Um, I still recall that. And uh, we blessed a family for the evening. And we went in, we just sat down with the family. And when we stepped into the room, there was a mom and a dad and a, a two-year-old little girl uh, with the most beautiful blue eyes and they were sleeping in one room in this house on a card box you know and just seeing the the the, the family still together still a unit and uh, yet they were in that situation and here we are and we can actually just change that mm. we can lighten their load mm. that is the most powerful thing 
that a human can do is just lighten the load for someone else you know um, we do that a lot for for single moms um, just being there buying a pack of noodles for them you know just buying something um, or just being an ear mm. you know some people they don't just need the, the physical they actually just need the tangible and just to be able to speak to someone or confide in someone um, yeah so doesn't matter what it is that you desire to do for community um, step out don't wait mm. don't wait to start yeah people always say we're gonna start next year we're gonna start next week we start today yeah you know it, it starts today and you can start by just giving someone a smile mm. it is so easy you know when you step into a room and you see the the tenseness of of a situation in a room and you start to smile and you just bring you just bring a, a good vibe if I can say that mm. you know the the room automatically changes and maybe that is that is what you you are destined to do that is your um, your vision supposed to be or um, your gift of the spirit but yeah find it and um, yeah walk in that favor I had these interviews like so early in the morning. Now I'm like inspired to go and conquer the world. Do it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But um, again, um, Marion, thank you so much again for taking the time. I know we've had our troubles on and off with the power. Such an honor being here. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so <but> long. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, w I wanted to get your story. I wanted to get the, the journey behind um, uh, helping those in need. I wanted to find out because it was something that when I first started my journey with this um, with this organization is to find out why, you know, yeah. why do people like you exist? And to be honest, and how can how can we use your message to impact others? And the fact is that to help kids to me is something so close to my heart because it's the innocence aspect we've got to yeah. we've got to protect. It's the future we've got to mold for them in our power. Yes, definitely. And, you know, be part of the solution. Uh, and as you said, the action, something as small as literally donating a packet full of something, even yeah. a, a, a packet of noodles as a starting point, but action it. And, yeah. you know, not only in the, on the food aspect of it, but be on a, on a positive side to help uplift wherever we can, people around us, the community. It's to me, it's it's a global it's a global approach that we all need to have because it's a global problem that exists yeah and um, i wish you nothing short of success and happiness and an abundance of joy i'm sure in a house full of 27 kids <laughs> and i hope next time we have this interview it's not going to be 35 40 kids who knows you might even hit the 100 if you said that's my aim <laughs> If you're anything like losing weight, you're going to hit that target within the next I'll probably year. lose more weight if I have 100 kids. <laughs> well, at least you're on a farm now, so space, space won't be an issue. But um, I, again, I just I, I thank you for your time. God bless you in the things that you do. And um, like I said, wishing you nothing short for, of happiness and success for you, your husband, thank your you. organization, and your big, big family. Thank you so much for having me. Such an honor to be able to share. And I hope I've inspired someone and I hope someone's starting to, right now to smile. Um, but yeah, thank you for the platform.